Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. How are you guys? How are you feeling? What's going on? Are you ready for us to tell you some tall tales? We'll pause here for about four to five minutes so you mm-hmm. can respond. To hear your answer, and I'm not just looking for a fine. Actually, tell me how you're doing. I'm asking. It means something to us. Uh, we're back once again for another episode of Scary Stuff that we have researched. The show comes out every Friday on all major podcast apps. There's a YouTube version that you can watch on <laughs> YouTube.com slash TalkBomb. That's right. Uh, and it's on Spotify. Yeah. Just to make sure that you all know what this is. Yeah, what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. So uh, basically, Chris and I have researched separate topics from the world of horror, and we're going to share them with each other right Now. now. Okay, William, here I go. Okay. Um, do you know anything about the entity known as the Hat Man? The Hat Man? Mm-hmm. I have never heard of the Hat Man once, I don't think. Okay, well, that's insulting because I posted an article about the Hat Man on our own page a couple of weeks ago, and apparently you don't care. Yeah, I unfollowed that junk. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, so the Hat Man kind of falls into the category of shadow people. Um, sort of figures that people have seen that show up that are, I guess, it seems like the main thing that joins shadow people together is the quality of darkness. Yeah, yeah. And of some sort of human-ish form. Okay. Um, But the hat man is a little bit unique. And William, I have broken up my talk with you today into... I intended it for to be for it to be the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Okay. Like when you're writing an article and you're supposed to cover all of those. I end up going with a lot of what's and... And who or something like that. A lot so. of what's and oohs. What's and a, yeah, I think it's all what's and a when. Mine's mostly all <laughs> huhs and eh? Eek. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Will, here is what the shadow, or excuse me, what the hat man looks like. So he is. I feel like I can picture it before you even say it. <laughs> you know what? Give me, yeah, what do you think the hat man looks like just by the description? Just by the description, a uh, man wearing a hat. Okay. And Perhaps he, a fedora or a top hat. Yes, exactly that. Perfect. Uh, but the fact so that he said you, shadow, man, it's the silhouette of that yeah. and nothing more. Did you, could you have maybe brushed past that article and it lodged in your subconscious? Because it's weird that it's exactly a fedora or a top hat. Or perhaps I had a subconscious encounter. I will say uh, fedoras and top hats, I think, are the most cartoonishly yes. recognizable yes. kinds of hats. Aside from like baseball caps, but those don't carry enough menace. So I'm going to go with fedora or top hat. <laughs> no, they don't at all. I forgot. There is a third hat that he's been seen in, which I was not familiar with. I had to Google it. Um, and also I misheard what the person said who was describing them at first. I um, did research online. And then I also listened to a podcast called Truth Be Told um, that had a woman, on, a woman on named Heidi Hollis, who's done a lot of research on the hat man in particular. Okay. So she said that he's also been seen to wear a gaucho hat. Gaucho. What's um, that? So that apparently is a Southwestern cowboy hat. It's I can kind of picture it. It's like not a cowboy hat where there's a lot of like hills and valleys going on in it. It's like a flat hat with a flat brim, okay. basically. I thought she said a gaucho pant when oh. she said this on the podcast, and that made me laugh. And I was like, that really kind of takes the wind out of this guy's sails as far as scariness. Because a gaucho pant is like a wide-legged pant that's like easy breezy and usually cropped. Oh, really? And I was like, wow, this guy must be very confident in his scariness if he's showing up in a gaucho pant. I'm the hat and pants man. That's what I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a palazzo pant, but shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so he wears that. Um, again, old timey clothes, and by old timey, again, I think we mean like back in the day, somewhere. A it wasn't century specified. Older or more, yeah. Exactly. Um, we were talking in the Guide to the Known Facebook group about that just a little bit. How there's like the descriptor of old timey clothes, like I used it last week when I was talking about elves, and how that's all very relative. So for kids, it could be like that he's wearing umbros and an op shirt, but that's right. probably not super scary. Oh, boots, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and skinny jeans. <laughs> old timey. Um, He's also um, sometimes carrying a gold pocket watch that he'll occasionally look at, which in the context of the other stuff, like a dork, in the context of the other stuff that I'm going to read to you about what he does, that's a little bit freaky to me, and I'll explain why. Okay. Um, It's funny that he's like a monster, bad guy thing. mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know much about him yet, but like that (laughs) he's defined by his hat, you know, literally. (laughs) I I wear many hats. 
but I mean very literally. Yes. Sometimes I feel like wearing a sombrero. Sometimes I feel like wearing a fedora. Right. I have a wardrobe full of hats, but that is my thing. Yeah, Just to exactly. be clear, hats are my thing, yeah. other shadow people. <laughs> um, the other thing that distinguishes him from other shadow people is that he is solidly outlined. He's not like a dark shadow that you can kind of see through that's a little bit amorphous. He seems to be a solid person entity that's there okay um you know i will also say that if you are trying to distinguish yourself from other shadow people mm -hmm. a hat is a really great tool to break up that silhouette absolutely because you can't wear like a t-shirt and have it really register that broadly no the brim is going to cut right through that line really if you're trying to distinguish yourself from other shadow people you've got what maybe high heels and hats mm -hmm. <laughs> those are your two options pretty much i'm trying to think of any other accessory the same silhouette yeah basically i guess like a really like thick bangle yeah. bracelet could do it jenko jeans yeah 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 but even though shadows are very amorphous the jenkos could get lost in the shuffle which is probably also why he doesn't wear a gaucho pan or a palazzo pan because it's the same jenkos were just jean palazzos okay that enough. we pretended were cool yeah oh they were cool, that we knew were cool excuse me <laughs> yeah um so he's always tall at a minimum like six feet tall but most of the time like eight to ten feet tall Whoa. when he appears to people yeah. which also plays into some freakiness to me um and He's so tall, basically, that he, in most rooms that he appears in, he's kind of hunched over because the ceiling is too small for him. Love it. Which suits him just fine since, dot, 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 I wrote, to the what he does column. He usually comes to people in some phase of sleep. So it might be that they're about to fall asleep, they actually are asleep, or they're kind of coming out of it. Um, but that's not 100% of the time. He's also been seen by people when they're awake. And... Um, he mostly just stares at you and freaks you out. Ugh. So that's where I think the pocket watch thing could be kind of freaky. Because if you're in bed and you're seeing this thing just staring at you, maybe occasionally looking at a watch like, all right, how long have I been here? Huh. <laughs> well, right. it's like he's on his shift, yeah, right? Yeah. So he's like, all right, I got a few more hours of this ahead of me. Basically. Okay, back to it. I think of him as like, him being like, I've got all the time in the world. I can just sit here and stare at you and give off evil vibes all night long. Is he expecting something of you? No, he just wants to torture you, basically. Um, he, so he puts out apparently a super malicious presence where people have said that. You can feel that this is just a totally evil thing who wants to harm you, but in most cases is, isn't doing anything, but just has this air of menace that keeps you freaked out. Oh, okay. And um, it's theorized that he might be putting off that scary vibe deliberately because it gets you to be scared. It, it produces fear in you, which he then feeds off. Hmm. So he's kind of creating this like symbiotic relationship with fear and energy yeah, yeah. that keeps him going. Um, and the way he watches is creepy and messed up because sometimes he bends over you while you sleep and is just looking at you. Uh, he must have to like bring his head back a little bit to make sure his hat doesn't fall on you. Well, I guess I'm almost thinking of him as like perched. rubbery or something. Like a living cartoon character. Like I can see that. Like from Roger Rabbit. So when he bends... Ugh. To look over you, I don't picture yeah. somebody bending at the waist. I picture almost like like his a curved body, thing, yeah, curving yeah. forward Ugh. to meet you. Yeah. That's freaky. Well, he apparently is like pretty solid and almost like human-like, so yeah. I think he would just be bending like okay. a person. Um, he also, you know, will sit in the corner and just be watching you. Like I was saying, he's just like chilling, sitting back, being like, "I know that I'm freaking you out like crazy yeah, right yeah. now," um, or which is really awesome, and I don't understand why, watching you through the mirror. Ooh. So he might be where he can be looking into the mirror and looking at you, yeah, which like is that. very freaky. Um, but Plus he you have to like take a moment to realize he's there at that point. Yeah, completely. You'd be like, "What am I looking in the at?" To look at your own reflection, then you might realize, like, off to the side, like, "Oh God, he's there!" Right, the hat right. man. The hat man. He's there. Yeah, I see that pork pie. Um, <laughs> he does occasionally violently attack people though he's oh. mostly a watcher but people have said that they've felt like physical like hardcore attacks from him yeah. which is really freaky um and then another difference between between him and shadow people is that shadow people when they go away they apparently sort of like dissipate like smoke they just sort of end up not being there he is physically solid enough that he leaves and walks through the door when he leaves he's like all right i'm done here and walks through your door um he either walks or some people have said that he floats through the door like glides huh, okay um so when he appears um a lot of times he appears when people are having sleep paralysis so they're just frozen watching this happen um and during sleep paralysis 
he could be there just himself or he has the ability to direct other shadow people. So there might be shadow people in the room as well. And he's being like, go do that. So like the old hag kind of thing that happens to people during sleep paralysis a lot, the shadow man might kind of direct the old hag, like be in the corner watching, but be like old hag, go sit on that person and freak them out. By which you mean, like there was that whole thing of like, yeah, sleep paralysis is a person sitting on your chest, right? You down, yeah. right? So he exactly. Might be the reason why that's even happening, right? Maybe the hat is almost his crown, right? Oh, uh, maybe. Right, like he's the king of the shadow people. Yeah, yeah, maybe it could be. Um, so when I posted that article about the Hat Man on our social media a couple of weeks ago, one of our listeners commented on it and was like, "Oh, I've seen the Hat Man before. This is it, it's like terrible or whatever." So I got in contact with her and I asked her if she would mind just writing something real quick about her experience that I could share on the show when I talk about it. Yeah. And she did. Cool. So um, I'm hoping you're I'm pronouncing your name right. I looked it up, um, but Switty. Um, is the woman's name who wrote this. And so I just kind of excerpted what Switty wrote for the shadow man, hat man, shadow maniest parts of it. So Switty said, I experienced sleep paralysis three times in my life and only saw the hat man once. Was a really scary experience. Everything felt so real and I was terrified. The first time I experienced it, I saw the hat man. It was that much scarier because I never experienced anything like this before and I was absolutely sure that there was someone or something in my house. The first shock was when I couldn't move my body at all. The doors in my room were open and there was a shadow figure standing in the front of my room with something that looked like a top hat on his head. It was a tall figure. It was just a shadow, no eyes or face, and yet it felt like it was staring directly into me. I opened my mouth and tried to scream for help, but there was no sound coming out of me. It was weird because I could hear myself screaming, but there was no sound and I was aware that I had my mouth open. The shadow figure was just standing there. I tried to move and it felt like I was glued on the bed and my head was positioned in a way that I was staring at its face, quote unquote. I tried to turn away, but I couldn't move my head either. The shadow didn't move. It was just standing there watching me. In complete panic, I tried to move my legs and I couldn't. All this probably lasted a few moments, but I felt like I was lost in my own nightmare. I started feeling some tingling sensations in my toes and slowly managed to start moving them. It felt like someone left my whole body out of a tight grip, and right after that, the shadow disappeared. Another time, I was laying on my belly when I realized I couldn't move again. I felt there was someone walking on my bed above me. It felt like steps were going on both sides of my body. With each step, I felt like the bed moved under the weight of a foot. This time, I was kind of aware that I'm experiencing another episode like the previous one and tried to move my fingers to make a fist. And I think because of that, I was able to snap out of it much faster. So the idea of the shadow man, like what she was describing to me sounds like it was like a foot on either side of her, like he's walking on top of her, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super scary and really interesting to hear somebody we know kind of firsthand story. So thank you very much for that, sweetie. Yeah, she thank said, you for sending that when in. When I reached out to her, she said like, oh, I just have to put my kids to bed and then <laughs> I will rate this to you. I'll tell you about the hat man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw the hat man. Yeah, it's like, it's weird because it's, I guess it's like an overpowering, mm-hmm. yeah, putting you in your place almost kind of thing. Like, I can do this to you. Yeah. That's bizarre. Right. Yeah. Um. So like I said, it happens mostly when people are in some stage of sleep um, and or sleep paralysis, but it can happen anytime. It can happen in waking hours. And there have been some um, correlations between the hat man and people who are in turmoil. So almost like the poltergeist kind of thing where yeah. they seem to, that kind of activity ha- happens to spring up around people who have like really emotional, not great stuff going on. It seems like in not all, but a lot of cases, that's when people see the hat man. Um, And then there have also been near-death experiences reported where they came back and they said that they saw the hat man in their near-death experience um, saying he was going to take them to hell. Oh, God. Yeah, totally. Um, I read a book about near-death experiences, which was super, super interesting. It was called Glimpsing Heaven. Yeah. Um, And it's mostly about people's positive near-death experiences, but they do touch on that and say that not everybody who's had a near-death experience came out and was like, oh, I feel so much better. Now I know there's something beyond that's really comforting. Some people come back and are like, 
haunted because they saw something terrible. And it's also then like a countdown to being like, I'm going to have to see that again. Right, right. Or it could be something of an Ebenezer Scrooge thing where you come back and you're like, well, if that's what's there for me, like maybe I need to change my path. I don't remember the specific instances. I remember if it was terrible people who had the near-death experiences that were bad exclusively. I don't think so. But um, interesting. Um, Also, some people see him as early as like young childhood first. And then he continually comes back every once in a while. And they see the shadow. I keep saying that the hat man, yeah. like here and there throughout their life. And then there's some people who just saw him once and it's just a one off. Yeah. But one, I'm sure they not soon want replicated for sure. So William, we're at the, the uh, heading. What is the hat man? Yeah. What up with that? Okay. So at the very least, he's some sort of dark entity. No big surprise there. Um, But what kind? There are some kind of questions and theories about it. Um, Maybe he's some sort of interdimensional being, Um, you know, just some sort of weird, scary thing that's out there that can kind of travel through different places. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's a demon in the kind of literal and sort of churchy sense. Um, Maybe he's the devil himself. Oh, And the reason that that kind of came up was that there's a story or a report of a German soldier who had seen the hat man. And he asked who the hat man was, and he said, Scratch. Scratch. Old Scratch himself. (laughs) Old Scratch. And then the other reason that um, people might think that he's a demon or the devil is that in some cases invoking Jesus' name gets him to go away. Oh, really? Yes, which is very specific and demon or devil-oriented. Yeah, yeah. But the theory that I like the most, slash freaks me out the most, is that the hat man is some sort of astral projection of a real person. So, like, some person who is projecting themselves to other people just to terrorize them and freak themselves out. Right. Or, I mean, freak them out. This is my ability and my hobby. Yeah, so just like a total psycho who gets themselves into the state to be able to astral project and doesn't do that for any sort of, like, maybe self-exploration reason or any good reason. They're like, oh, I've I've tapped into this ability to do this. I'm going to use this to go terrorize people around the world. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And really warped and weird. Yes. Like, I almost wonder, that almost feels like very whodunit-ish then. Because then, yeah. if that were the case, you could start to go like, well, then who is it? Yeah. How can we find them? How can we find the hat And man? I wonder if it's like, oh, there's a range on how far you can astral project. So you can be like... You could al- isolate it to a certain area. Yeah. So it would yeah. be like, the, the hat man is somewhere in a 10-mile radius. Right. Well, that well, doesn't narrow it down much at all, really. So it could be anywhere, and it could happen to anyone. Well, you could time. also then track... If there were like, you know, there was a bunch of hat man occurrences in this area and then that area. And then you find out that it's like a traveling salesman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been hitting it all around the world. Yeah. I love that. Are there still traveling salesmen? I think so. I think they just don't call it that. Yeah. But I think there are people who travel a lot for work who sell like software. True. I don't think there's somebody who has a suitcase full of like springs and stuff that he's <laughs> selling to people, but. <laughs> I think there are people who visit different corporations. A headband with a toothbrush on yeah. it. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? No. I have not either, but I yeah. have had that dream where you like try to run and you can't. Oh, totally. As, as fast as you're running, you're not moving very far. And I've heard that that's tied to the fact that like your body is locked mm-hmm. when you're in a dream state. Oh, interesting. So like you're not you're not moving. Yeah. Like, the idea of tossing and turning at night that does happen, obviously. Yeah. But like. By and large, there's a point in, in dream state where your body is like shut down, fro- right. frozen in right. place. And so when you're trying to run in a dream and you can't, it feels like you're running through like, you know, molasses. Yeah. Mud. It's because you can't move your legs. Ugh. So like I've experienced that a bunch. Yeah, like, I have too. Having to fight someone. Yes. Being in a position where you have to fight to get away and every punch you throw is like pu- trying to punch underwater when it's just like oh, slow and all the effort you put behind your fist still results in it moving uh-huh. like super slowly so Ugh. that it would just like dink yeah. against a demon's chin and not do any damage. Where's a movie where that happens? It's somebody like throwing a crazy punch or doing something and then it's just like a very teeny surface area that they hit. But it does what it does the intended. Does that ring a bell? The only thing I can think of is uh, something that I think you would understand. And if you don't, I'll make you understand. Oh. It's from Batman Forever when uh, Two-Face and uh, the Riddler oh, are robbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
jewelry places. Yeah. And the Riddler goes, Two-Face, show me how to punch a guy. <laughs> this guy is, steps right up to help him learn how to punch him. Yep. Two-Face goes, make a fist, reach <laughs> way back, and punch whatever. And then uh, uh, the Riddler does it. He punches a security guard in the face who's just standing there and right. doesn't try to shield his face at all. He basically slides into frame, too. Yes. Like, it is clearly a dummy. It literally slides. It's terrible. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jim Carrey punches him and it hurts his fist more than it hurts the guy. Very funny moment. Very funny. I don't think that this is what I'm thinking of, but maybe um, I just watched Scream 1, Scream 2, and Scream 3. What a great ride, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in Scream 3, Ghostface throws a knife at Dewey, which is stupid anyway, hey. and then the knife just dicks Dewey in the head and he falls down. Yeah, the, which handle, is funny. the handle hits him in the face yeah. rather than the blade itself. Right. Yeah. But, like, why would he throw, like, man, the, that best case scenario of the knife hitting Dewey in a way that causes a lot of damage is like those are slim odds well guess what what it worked out in Ghostface's favor which is chilling <laughs> which is all he, all he really needed i guess terrifying um i've had dreams about me screaming and nothing comes out like something is pursuing oh. me that i'm running away from and i'm screaming for help and just nothing has come out that Ooh. i have that more than i mean i don't have that a ton but like i have that more than moving slowly or anything like that just that i'm screaming trying to get help and I can't. That's pretty horrifying. It's terrible. I really hate those dreams. That's like that uh, Buffy episode, Hush. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where the gentlemen float around oh, the stage. the gentlemen. And they steal your voice yeah. and everything. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so pretty good. horrible. Yeah. Well, cool. The Hat Man. Yeah, the Hat Man. Now we know. The Hat Man. Mm-hmm. All right. If you've ever seen the Hat Man, you know what to do. Yeah. Just wait a while. It'll be fine. And then yell Jesus at him, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I gotta get I out of that's here. That's enough. And then the hat man's like, Mwah. I like, gotta bail. Floats through the door. Must disappear. <laughs> yeah. Must disappear. Abort, abort. Yeah. Uh, well, my topic for this week, Kristen, Will I'm gonna ya? take you from uh, the depths of your dreamscape okay. to the depths of the ocean. Okay. Kristen, this week, I bring to you the tale of the Kraken. Fish. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, what do you think you know before I say anything about the Kraken? Hmm. What do I think I know? Well, I, I think that it's a gigantic octopus below the sea. Is it? Is that also a Lovecraft thing? It's from some sort of literature. Uh, I mean, it's tied into a few things. It's like, you know, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh-huh. Moby Dick, there is a mention. Yeah. It does feel similar to like Cthulhu, Cthulhu. from H.P. Lovecraft. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so what else do I know? That's all I know. It's a, it's a giant octopus underneath the sea that you got to watch out for. How big are you thinking? Oh, I don't even know. I'm terrible at saying, you know, lengths of things or whatever. I don't know, like really, really big. Like bigger than a ship. Well, you are yeah. correct. Um, <laughs> so you nailed it right on that. Great. Maybe it's not necessarily exactly bigger than a ship, but one uh-huh. of the big things about uh, the Kraken is that it's said to be able to take down an entire ship. Yeah, I feel like I've seen pictures of a ship like inside the tentacle of a Kraken. Yeah, oh, some of the artwork is amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. I really enjoy because, like, you know, we're talking about ships in terms of, like, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Like, big right. wooden boats right. with big white billowing sails, mm-hmm. like pirate ship style. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, these drawings of a sort of octopus-type monster wrapping its tentacles around, breaking the masts yeah. with its tentacles yeah. to drag the ship down. Oh, I don't like things that big. It's too scary. To the base of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and so this is something that's gone back, like, seemingly forever. Some rumor yeah. of a gigantic tentacled monster under the surface of the ocean that's going to gobble you up, eat your ship. Yeah. Sometimes it's big enough that it appears as if it's a landmass. Ooh. I like that. Right? Yeah. You might be piloting your ship around Mm -hmm. and be like, land ahoy! And as you get closer and closer, bloop, it disappears from the horizon and sinks back beneath the surface. Awesome. That reminds me... the Kraken. That reminds me of when we would drive to Massachusetts where our grandparents lived from Connecticut where we grew up. There were these areas um, on the side of the highway that were just like, just like on every, well, most highways, I guess, are pretty highways. Like grassy knolls would just be like these kind of hills, like not big hills whatsoever. And I would imagine that there were dinosaurs sleeping under those hills Uh and that like that rise was the dinosaur's body. And I would imagine it just like wake up and coming up out of the grass and us being like, ah! 
We thought that it was just a hill. It was a dinosaur under like a thin layer of grass. That's really weird. I know. That's cool. I, like I also lot. used to always imagine um, the Verrazano Bridge, like the two, um, I don't know you call it, like beams coming down from a bridge. I always thought of those as like tusks from like a gigantic um, elephant. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I used to uh, look out the side of the window and imagine uh, Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> running right. alongside the car. At exactly our speed, and like you know, looking at me, <laughs> give me a wink. The blue blur himself. Where's Tails? He's he's you know piloting behind him. Uh, but then you know, like Sonic the Hedgehog, he would like grind on the rail with yeah. his shoes, and like he would run up those things on the That's Verrazano so Bridge and slide down the other side. It was so cool. He's the fastest thing alive. That's so cute. Anyway, yeah. So the ocean. Yes. I'm always uh, fascinated mm-hmm. by. Like the deep. The deep. The fact that we do not know what is down there, that we've never explored the yes. absolute It's the other the... space. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's the, 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 the down space. Yeah. We've got the stars above. Mm-hmm. We've got the seas below. Yeah. And, it really um, is crazy. Yeah, we've gone, uh, we've gone to our friend uh, Mike Costa's mm-hmm. lake house many times where I have then sat on the dock like an old man staring mm-hmm. out at the water and just kind of being like, who knows what is down there it is crazy i <laughs> this is like me saying i love wind going through trees yeah i love looking at water love looking at water i love looking i'm at with water. you <laughs> it's simultaneously peaceful and yes. deeply mysterious yes, to me. because on the one hand i'm like uh like if the surface is still uh-huh. beautiful if the wind is blowing it and making little waves Oh, so nice. Peaceful, lovely, love it. However, I also can't escape that sinking feeling that at the bottom mm-hmm. of the lake, at the bottom of the ocean, right. there are bodies. Yeah, countless, absolutely. Countless bodies. All People who have drowned, been dragged down, bodies that have been dumped that are just waiting to be found. Right. Um, did I say this on the show? I don't think I did because it's so stupid. I told you about it. Um, the the sea graves of New York that I tried to trick Ryan into believing. No, um, maybe. So, maybe yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, my husband Ryan and I were in the city, New York City, and we were on the High Line, and I don't know what it was, but there's a body water that you could see, and it had all these things sticking up out of the water, like it almost looked like there's there's probably a purpose and name for them. I don't know what they are. Almost as though there had been a bridge there yeah. and that they took off the top of the bridge. Now there are just sticks coming out of the water that aren't supporting anything. Okay, yeah. And um, I don't know why, Dibba. I was like, oh, man, do you see that? And I was like, yeah. I was like, those are the famous uh, graves of the New York Bay. I think that's what I said. I actually had this in my notes in my phone. I just deleted it yesterday when I was, like, clearing space. But anyway, I was like, oh, it's the famous graves in New York Bay over there. And he was like, what? Really? And I was like, yeah, all of those are sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> to signify all the people who are buried over there. And he was like, how do you bury people in the ocean? And then I cracked. He was like, how do you bury them you there? You can bury people in the ocean. Not really. Why not? Bury them? How yeah. do you dig up a grave? Those are the famous graves of the New York Bay? I mean, first of all, I like the phrase, those are the famous graves of the New York Bay, yeah. even though it doesn't make sense. What's the New York Bay? I don't know. Probably countless bays, right? <laughs> B A E. Obviously, I just pulled it out of my butt. Um, but like, yeah, you could either dig or you could like weigh down a body. Why not? No, but not not. You couldn't really dig. Like that'd be very tough. Yeah, and they'd probably <laughs> be slopped up. Yeah, but. it doesn't. Those aren't grave sites well, in the ocean. Well, but anyway, he said that. It seemed like I kind of had him for one second, and then he said that, and then I just started laughing. Yeah, he was just like, "All right, it all fell apart." <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So so back to the kraken itself. Yes. Uh, because like usually the thing that does freak me out is thinking about all the human stuff that mm-hmm. ends up at the bottom of a body of water, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, like goofball stuff, like a kid's bike yeah. that they just like, you know, it rolled down a hill, right. landed in the water and bit by bit made its way down to like a car yeah. with two corpses sitting in the front seats, yeah. you know, but the animal stuff. I feel stuff. like you have a very um, aquarium accessory view of what's going on at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. You know, those things you can buy at the pet store to put in there. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. But like, still, like that shopping. No, place. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. No, I, think I don't there's either. There's probably more interesting stuff down there, too. But like, I bet there are plenty of places where exactly those things yes. are at the bottom. Um, but like the animals of the ocean. So I watched a video the other day of a goblin shark mm-hmm. uh, going to bite someone. Oh my God. And like, if you think about like what a shark's face looks like, like jaws, yeah, it goes to bite you and it means that it just has to like swim up to you to uh-huh. get you. A goblin shark, if I'm, if I'm 
talking a about a goblin the, shark. It was goblin for yeah. sure. Uh, it's almost more like alien. Remember, like alien, it can like rocket its face toward you, like it can send a set of yeah. teeth out at you. Its body's over here, and it <laughs> its pushes. mouth goes there. It was like that, huh. and it was horrific. Absolutely horrific. What do you mean? It had like a second mouth, like an alien? Still the one mouth, but it's like its mouth can be uh, uh, projected away from its body. Ugh. Yeah, like it can, its mouth can reach toward you even though its body is over there. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, a matter of like, let's call it four inches. No, I know, but still. But still, oh. pretty surprising stuff. <laughs> All this stuff in the ocean. Oh, it's crazy. Are alien yes. monsters. Even the plant life, like yeah. in an amazing way, I think it's beautiful. But like the same way I feel about crystals where I'm like, the earth made this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This just exists. I feel that way about like the things that you see when people post things about like um, scuba diving and everything, like all the yeah. colorful anemones and all that kind of stuff. It just boggles my mind that the earth, they just exist. Just they totally just made natural. these things. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's beautiful, but That's it's, a, They're it's both a beautiful. freak show. Yeah. So the Kraken is basically, we talked about the octopus mm -hmm. and how the octopus might have its origins out in the cosmos. Yeah. Um, check out a previous guide to the unknown yes. for the full explanation of that. Mm -hmm. The uh, the kraken is of that sort of family, but it's not explicitly a an octopus. It seems like its origin more lies in the giant squid. Okay, so uh, that's part of the reason why there are stories of the kraken going back so far. Yeah, is because people have actually seen this animal. Yeah, the giant squid is a real animal that can grow to be like. 40 to 50 feet in length. Oh my God. Which is insane. Is that, this is still humongous, but is that from tip of extended tentacle to head? Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, it's like, massive. if you ignored yeah. the tentacles, it would be something around the, the, the lines of like the body is like 15 feet. That's still crazy. Which means that the tentacles are like 30 feet long. Yeah, like, I don't like that. Sickeningly. I prefer for the body to be longer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, real, real wild that's insane. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, some of the, uh, stories about the Kraken, mm -hmm. it goes by many names, like, you know, a lot of monsters yeah. do. And there are other sort of legends that seem like they correspond with the Kraken legend that I'm going to, you know what? Why don't I just tell you about them right now? Please do. Um, because it seems like they've bits of their lore then became bits of the Kraken lore, mm -hmm. or it seems like there may just be crossover where people called it this, but it was what we would call the Kraken. Yeah. The first one that I'm going to tell you about then is a, uh, a giant fish mm -hmm. uh, called Hafgufa. Okay. H-A-F-G-U-F-A, Hafgufa. Mm -hmm. uh, all this stuff, by the way, is around like... Uh, uh, like Greenland and okay. like that sort of Nordic yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. Ooh, we're having a Nordic double dip yeah, between last week and this week. True. So according to uh, a sort of famous saga, this is a fictional story, but uh, Hafgufa was the mother of all sea monsters. It fed on whales, ships, men, and anything it could catch. It was said to live underwater, and when the tide was low at night, her nose and head would rise out of the water. The only physical description provided in the saga is the nose sticking out of the water, which was mistaken for two massive rocks rising from the sea. That's awesome. So believing that it's a part of, you know, yeah. some sort of like a landmass or... Yeah, it's like, oh, I better navigate around this. Yeah, it turns out that it's a <laughs> scary animal. Yeah. Um, so uh, 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 here we go. Uh, there was a, a bit of a story that I'm going to uh, read you about about somebody who... You know, it's part of that story yeah. of encountering yeah. that monster. Uh-huh. Hafgufa. Uh, that reminds me of uh, Fabluka. Yeah. From Hafgufa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Young Frankenstein. The horse is Winnie. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, here we go. This is part of a story. Okay. It is the nature of this creature to swallow men and ships <laughs> and even whales and everything else within reach. <laughs> it's <funny>. what? <laughs> It's a funny sentence. It is the nature of this creature small men and ships and even whales and everything else. True, much. yeah. It stays submerged for days, then rears its head and nostrils above the surface and stays that way at least until the change of tide. Same. Now, that sound we just sailed through was the space between its jaws and its nostrils and lower jaw were those rocks that appeared in the sea. While the Lingbacher was the island we saw sinking down. The Lingbacher is the other monster that that may have kraken lore it's basically okay. a giant whale cool yeah uh <clears throat> however ogmund tusuk has sent these Ooh. creatures to you 
by means of his magic to cause the death of you and uh, all your men. More about Ogmund Tusik, please. What's the deal with him? Do you know? Uh, a little bit. Ogmund Tusik seems to be like a sort of like a <laughs> mythological person. Okay. Like a, a bad guy? Uh, not necessarily a bad guy. Almost like a a god uh-huh. in a kind of way where like he might know Thor, that kind of thing. Cool. I'm not saying he literally knows Thor, <laughs> but like that's the idea. Is that He's the kind of guy who would. Yes, he's yeah. Ogman Tusik. He right. is in charge of these things, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So he's not good, he's not bad. Mm-hmm. But he just simply is. He just simply is. And Ogman Tusik has sent these creatures to you by means of his magic to cause the death of you and all your men. Awesome. Yeah. He thought more men would have gone the same way as those that had already drowned. And he expected that Hafgufa would have swallowed us all. Today I sailed through its mouth because I knew that it had recently surfaced. Meaning that it would be surfaced for a while. Right, I'm not right. at risk to be gobbled up and dragged back right, down. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's sweet. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so Hafgufa is also said to be like covered in a, a fine bed of heather. Uh-huh. So it especially looks like an island, almost like your idea of the dinosaurs lying yeah. under the grass. Yeah. So it's even more sort of... Uh, uh, Ca- uh, yeah, camouflaged. Camouflaged. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, the kraken, the idea of the kraken, like the name of the kraken, yeah. comes from Norwegian, mm-hmm. where uh, it, it's the definite form of crake. A word designating designating an unhealthy animal or Ooh. something twisted. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's uh, cool. And the German "kraka," mm. <laughs> which means octopus, oh, but perfect. can also refer to now the legendary kraken. Boy, that was a good good coincidence as Kraka. far as words, right? Yeah, there's true. something called crake that's an unhealthy, messed up animal, and yeah. then there's a. Well, I, I just realized that this is a made up thing, so it's probably not a coincidence. No, it's probably not a coincidence. Go ahead. Okay, but like. I, I also like that. I don't know if it's unhealthy and twisted, meaning like it's an evil right. animal. Like we've talked about this with Jurassic Park, where it's yeah. like I know that we want to be like, you know, the Indoraptor's a scary monster, but it's like it's an animal. I hate that. It's doing things that animals do. It drives me nuts. I yeah. hate that about Jurassic Park. Yeah. So like I don't know if it's like this is a twisted, messed up animal, as in this yeah. is an evil monster of the deep, right? Or it's just like this is a highly unusual right. creature. It's twisted, right? That something could be this large. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not right in a way. Yeah, exactly. It's unnatural. And for sure, in a lot of artwork, if you look up the Kraken, you're going to see that it looks exclusively like an octopus, Uh basically. I mean, you know what? I have seen some squid stuff. Yeah. But like, you'll see amazing artwork. I highly advise everybody look up these images of like the Kraken twisting its tentacles around a ship. It's really interesting looking, really wild. Yeah. And especially like to imagine yourself in that place in time where you might believe that this could exist. Oh my God. And yet you still have to get on a ship. Right. Right, that's horrifying. You would spend every minute of every day staring out in the horizon. Oh, completely. Like, watching the fog over the water, hoping you might get a glimpse of the Kraken so that you can avoid it. Yes, yeah. looking at every actual thing that's natural that's peeking up out of the water and thinking that that's the Kraken. Yeah. Like, I'd be freaked out all the time. Yeah. Quick aside, what is the difference between an octopus and a squid? I don't remember. I think they're just two different animals. Okay, well, but like... But they look very similar, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a difference in the number of tentacles. I think there's right. a difference in the way that their brains operate. Okay. But um, they basically they look kind different. of look the same? Yeah. I mean, if an alien landed on this planet and saw a cat and a dog, they uh-huh. might be like, so, these are the same thing. Okay. Obviously, right? So they're that different. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we know that they're totally yeah. separate. So yeah, they're mm-hmm. just different animals. Very yeah. similar, like same class. Yeah. Um, so my favorite... Uh, pop culture representation of the Kraken. Is Liam Neeson saying release the Kraken? What is he saying? From that movie, Kraken. I don't think it's called Kraken. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Was that like gods and monsters? Like something? Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Oh, God. I forgot about that. I didn't see it. I just remember it from the commercial. Yeah, I avoided that movie. But uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh Uh-huh. I actually really enjoyed the way that they handled the Kraken. In the second of that film franchise, Dead Man's Chest, Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow is marked is he's cursed with the black spot. Mm-hmm. Davy Jones, who himself is like an octopus man, he has octopus tentacles instead of a pirate's beard. Yeah, really awesome character design. Some of the yeah, best modern awesome. CGI. Like he looks real. Yes, and it's just Bill Nighy 
wearing, you know, like reflective dots on his face that they can CGI on him later. There's no practical effect, and it looks so amazing. It's really good. I think that that was the first time I'd ever seen HD. We were at the Sony store, mm. and they were playing that. I, and I think it was with the tentacle man, whatever his name is. And I remember that it was you and me. And I remember just being like, Oh, it's too real. I don't yeah. like it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I distinctly remember that it was, I think we were in Sears actually <laughs> maybe because they had display TVs uh-huh. and, um, I don't know if it was like the refresh rate on the screen yeah. plus the HD or something, but I was yeah. like, this appears to be moving too fast. Right. Yes. Yes. It looks too realistic. It's, it's bugging my eyes out. Yeah. I remember it looked too good simultaneously. And it reminded me of like shows on the BBC used to be where something just felt off about the yeah. way it was moving. I was just like too smoothly. I'm very disoriented right yeah. now. Yeah. So um, in that movie, Davy Jones is owed something by Jack Sparrow mm-hmm. and Jack Sparrow won't Davey pay Jones, up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he mar- he curses Jack Sparrow with the black spot on yeah. his hand. And what that does, it's a little it looks like, you know, a rot yeah. on his palm yeah. that is now going to call the Kraken to him wherever he is. Uh-huh. So he so has sweet. to avoid going on the ocean yeah, because the Kraken can get him there, can't get to him on land, right. obviously. And we're treated to a, a couple of scenes of people on a boat uh, where, you know, like the wind is blowing and it's oddly eerily quiet. Yeah. And then they almost just like the, the camera from far away shows the ship just snap crunch into like a little ball almost like snapped in half folded in half and quickly dragged beneath the surface of the water the quickly thing is freaky oh yeah and you spend the entire movie freaking out about we're gonna see this monster we're gonna see this kraken yeah and eventually jack i'm gonna spoil this movie now so Uh if you don't if you haven't seen pirates of the caribbean 2 (laughs) dead man's chest and you've been holding off on seeing it (laughs) for some unknown future get out most people hate this franchise now but I really, really enjoyed at least the first couple movies. Yeah, like the first two or whatever, yeah. So Johnny Depp has decided that he is done running away. Uh-huh. He's going to uh, let his friends get away, mm-hmm. get in boats to paddle off to a little island, and he's going to stay on the ship Yeah. Uh, and let the Kraken, you know, risk getting eaten by yes. the Kraken so his friends can get away. Yes. And there's an amazing moment in that movie where, what's her name? It's not Natalie Portman. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. She handcuffs him to the mask because she's like, I know you'd run away. Right, I right, know right. that it would still come to chase you and I know that you'd find another excuse to run. Yeah. So she handcuffs him to the mast of the ship mm-hmm. and you see the tentacles creeping up the ship behind him and slowly starting to envelop around the ship as he is now frantically trying to get his hand out of this cuff. Yeah. And it's not played for laughs. It is not played as a fun, light, exciting moment. Uh It is played as a moment of like absolute dread. Yeah. This person is doomed. Horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. He is about to die. Yeah. And it's almost pathetic to watch him try to wiggle away Mm because we know he's not going to get away. Yeah. Uh, and I thought for sure, as a viewer, I thought that the way he was going to end up getting out of that cuff uh-huh. was going to be that he would chop his hand off. Oh. Uh, and, and then, then have like a pirate hook. He'd have a pirate yeah. hook. Yeah. yeah. And then I was, you know, they'd have like a bunch of gas, because he's all weird with that his hands great. and wibbly wobbly. I pictured in the third movie, however they'd explain that he's returned, yeah. he'd be doing stuff with his hands and then look and be like, oh, right, I have a hook. <laughs> and be like sensitive about it yeah something you know they could do a lot of physical comedy with that <laughs> is he just gonna place his all those rings he wears on the hook yeah like i'm fine with that and then watch him like put his arm back down and they slip off his yeah. hook and he's annoyed because he can't you know like i feel like yeah. that has a lot of there's whatever. a lot of potential they did not do that he, he gets his hand out of the cuff uh-huh but it's too late he turns around and now the kraken who they've been fighting yeah is taking this apparently seriously and it's brought its disgusting kraken mouth uh-huh. up the side of the ship and uh, very action movie-ish roars at him and yeah. it has like multiple rows of teeth. It's uh-huh. disgusting. I don't like multiple rows of teeth. And Jack Sparrow now realizing that there's <laughs> there's really truly nothing to do. Yeah. You cannot run. It is over. Yeah. He's not going to go down without a fight. Yeah. So he readies his sword uh-huh. and smiles at sort of the adventure. Yeah. The like grandiose way right. he gets to go out. Yeah. And rushes forward to at least stab the monster as it crushes around him, eats him. And then from far away, we see Kira Knightley uh-huh. paddling away, watching the ship as it goes down. Oh. And that's the end. And I really, I thought it was a, a really excellent. It sounds sweet. Engaging moment. It was exciting. And yeah. it felt like there, there was something significant at stake here. And that was 
it's an animal. There's no reasoning with yeah. it, but it's also somehow like a, a demon animal that can yeah. be like sicked on you, yeah. like a like a feral dog or something. Right, like, right. It's coming for it you. Has and mal it has malintent. It will not you. stop. Right. Um, and then, yeah, let's say I've seen this, but I don't remember it. How does he get out of this one? So uh, there's a lot of uh, sloppy junk, I think, in the third movie. That's uh-huh. a little disappointing. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny Depp is now in Davy Jones' locker, okay. which is, you know, the only things I could have told you about pirate lore before this series was that Davy Jones' locker is the afterlife or something. Right. And for they him, like doubloons. They love doubloons. Yeah. Uh, for him, it's like a place where he's tortured. Uh huh. It's like his hell. Yeah. He's on his ship still, uh, but they're like it's it's played funny and creepy, which almost works, but uh-huh. doesn't quite. He's playing every deckhand. So there are about 50 Johnny Depp's running around this ship, scrubbing the poop deck, uh, raising the sails and stuff. And then Captain Jack Sparrow, Uh which appears to be the real heart of like, there are 50 of him, but this is the real one of him. Uh, One of them runs up to him and is like, I'm sorry, Captain, we're not able to get out of here. And uh, he goes, we should abandon ship. We're not going to get out. And Jack Sparrow, who we view as being like the real real Jack Sparrow, runs a knife Mm -hmm. through himself uh-huh. the the the, the, the weak one uh-huh. and leans forward and whispers in his ear it's that kind of thinking that got us into this mess and it's actually kind of dreadful and dark hmm. like he's tortured yeah anyway for some reason he's able to just sail off that island okay and he's back in the real world don't like, <laughs> like that's a physical island that he just had to come back from when it was really far away yes all right well i don't quite like that yeah. it's beneath the surface of the ocean there is all this like hijinks of like we need to sink bl- below the water as uh-huh. the sun sets and then the world turns upside down so it is presented okay. as metaphysical yeah but it is also prevent presented as physical yeah yeah you just have to go there right you just have to know how to get there and there's a wacky way to get there but okay. once you get there it's all good so yeah. anyway and whatever they just need to get him back somehow they see the kraken one last time in that mm-hmm. movie and it's played for a very interesting beat um, that uh, uh, is almost a shame to throw it away. Uh-huh. The Kraken's been killed. Davy Jones uh, is now, he's forced to do the bidding of like this government guy. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the stipulations is that they, he must kill his monster. Yeah. Because he's the only one that can control it. Right. So if I'm controlling you, but right. you control this horrible monster, that can't be allowed to stand. Yeah. So Davy Jones, you must kill your pet. You must kill the Kraken. Yeah. So Johnny Depp sees the Kraken washed up on a beach dead. Uh-huh. And he and Captain Barbosa, his like sort of frenemy guy. Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. Yep. Walk up and Jack Sparrow is looking in the eye of the Kraken, the dead eye of the Kraken. Uh-huh. Which has his own reflection in it. Uh-huh. It's a big eye. And they have a moment where they're talking about how they're going to end up like this. How there's nowhere else to run Hmm. and how we all go sometime. And Jack Sparrow kind of refuses. Yeah. And it's not not played as like heroically. You're like, no, they'll never take me down. Yeah. Yeah, not like that. Mm -hmm. He's like, like, well, but we could get away with it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if he's deluded himself. Yeah. And huh. you, you kind of want to live in that delusion with him because yeah. it's so fun to be on the high seas. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I feel like that's the only time that I've seen the Kraken used as what? People walking by your window, which you've talked about on this before. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like they used the Kraken to mean something. Uh-huh. They used it as a big monster for sure. Yeah. And as an action set piece because it's a big scary creature. Right. But I also feel like in that series they found a way to say something via the Kraken hmm. and really give it a sort of like purpose as a character in a way. Yeah. Um, what were they saying? I think that they were talking about like, uh, there's a whole thing in that series about how we've talked about it on the show a little mm-hmm. bit. The, the idea of filling in the details of something that would otherwise be mysterious. It's mm-hmm. kind of nice to let the mystery live. Oh, okay. I in, see. In the, in the parts of the Caribbean mm-hmm. franchise, it's that uh, there's literally a moment where, uh, Johnny Depp's an explorer, right? He's yeah. a pirate. He's going out there and he's seeing what he can find and doing whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. The government is going, all the parts of the map have been filled in. Yeah. There is nothing left to discover. Yeah, for you to... Jack right. Sparrow. Like, right. So this is something... Yeah. yeah. He discovered something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. That's cool. I find it very interesting. That makes me want to watch those movies again. I think it's worth it. Yeah. There are, you know, I think that one, two, and three mm-hmm. have something they're saying. Mm-hmm. I think four and five are unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there are five? Damn. Yeah, there are five. They might sometimes have cool imagery, uh-huh. which I think is true. Um, but by and large, I think that they lost the sort of heart. Yeah. There's a lot about um, the 
you can't avoid progress uh-huh. in one, two, and three. Hmm. This is the end of the pirate era. Yeah. The end of everything oh, being... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's the, cool. The end of it of anybody being able to abide these yeah. lawless people floating yeah. around. Like, huh. no. It's like Johnny Depp's own real life. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> sure. But it also, like, it plays out time and time again. Like, the internet has used to be, like, much more of a Wild West than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, we've bit by bit, now it's like, yeah, pay extra to get Netflix. Yeah. Like, eventually, eventually some sort of law and order creeps mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Uh, and so Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, is about trying to uh, postpone the mm-hmm. inevitable. Huh. And it's very interesting. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw the third one. I'm not totally sure. It's it's definitely weaker. Yeah. It's much, much, much weaker. I might have. I don't know. Um, it was it was at an interesting time in movies where I feel like constantly we were making a first movie that was great mm-hmm. and being like, cool, two and three are greenlit. Make them yes. simultaneously back yes. to back. Yes. And it usually ended up being that one of those two right. was sub. Yes, that was a total thing. Yeah, below the, the mm-hmm. level of quality that mm-hmm. Below C level. Yeah. So to I'll, I'll finish up with one final bit of actual lore about Kraken the- Kraken fact? The Kraken, yeah, mm-hmm. Kraken fact. Uh, which I think is kind of interesting because we've talked about many times how people will witness real phenomenon mm-hmm. that's perfectly explainable by the laws of science. Yeah. And we come up with some fantastic explanation. Mm-hmm. It's will-o'-the-wisps. It's yeah. something that lures you into a bog. It's not just gas igniting on right. the moors. Um, some traits of the Kraken, eating up ships, causing you know huge waves, mm-hmm. uh, islands disappearing from the surface of the water. Yeah. Uh, some traits of the Kraken resemble undersea volcanic activity. Occurring in the Iceland region, including bubbles of water, sudden dangerous currents, and appearances of new little uh, islands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. That's cool. Perfectly reasonable explanations. And somebody looked, and it's completely understandable why you would go, there's a creature. Yeah. Back at that time, especially, like, you rationalize it somehow. Man, Iceland sounds wild. Yeah, it does. They really do have a landscape that has, like, a lot of, like danger around the corner yeah it's interesting yeah, yeah it's cool but so wow. there you have it that's yeah. that's uh, everything that i was personally interested in the crack and there yes. are other things i left out a good amount i think about the crack in here that's all right but those are all that's the news that's fit to print <laughs> yeah um also just so you guys know since i mentioned it before liam neeson says release the kraken in clash of the titans from 2010 yes yes that's right mm-hmm. cool i bet so that's that really up. great too it seems not to be from just a Two second glance at the Google, like Google feedback of it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so bam. great, guys. Well, there you go. That's it. Thanks for spending time with us. Um, if you want to spend more time with us online, you can find us at GTTU Pod all over social media. So that's our handle on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. You can do facebook.com slash GTTU Pod. Um, I post things there pretty much every day, like anything that's like spooky or interesting, I throw up there. So my be fun for you to follow and we also have a private facebook group that you can find by searching guides the unknown podcast in facebook we're like a whole bunch of people who also like spooky stuff just like chatting throughout the week it's awesome yeah it's great we get like a couple new people like every day Mm -hmm. basically yeah so the conversation is ongoing there on and popping you can also go check out our patreon account if you'd like to donate to guide to the unknown that'd be really great you can look up uh guide to the unknown in your patreon app or go to patreon.com slash g GTTU pod mm-hmm. for all links to all these places go to talkbomb.com slash GTTU pod and beyond that if you want to talk to Kristen or myself mm-hmm. we're also on the internet as our own individual people that's right I'm at chillin Kristen on Instagram I am at haunted sponge and also if you could leave us a review on whatever podcast app you use that'd be very very awesome and appreciated because that like bumps it up in the rank so other people can stumble upon it so that'd be really awesome yeah thank you in advance release that kraken that's right how about that the kraken of your opinions let them be heard yeah yeah as long as they're good unleash yeah yeah (laughs) all right everybody well that brings us to the end of another episode of guide to the unknown we will be back next week to Mm -hmm. shed more light on the shadows in the corner dissipate that hat man oh nice yeah Yeah. no he doesn't dissipate he's solid no make him float through the door get out of here hat man come in uh so thank you all for stopping by we'll see you next time until then we must travel back to the netherworld go we good night (laughs) 